Military life can feel overwhelming, especially during deployment seasons. At Team Pillar, we believe that a little peace of mind can go a long way. That's why we're proud that the 2021 Pillar Retreat Playback is sponsored by USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York. USAA Life facilitates members' financial security through a range of products and services, including life insurance policies with several benefits specialized for military families at no additional cost. Because wondering about your family's financial future doesn't need to be on your deployment to-do list. You can learn more about USAA Life Insurance Company and USAA Life Insurance Company of New York at usaa.com pillar. Hello, my name is Rachel Golden. I'm a doctor of communication and media studies and a visiting assistant professor of communication at Denison University. My specialty is studying media literacy, and so I'm excited to talk with you today about PERSEC, online personal safety and security. So this is important for you, of course, and your service member and your family. Um, and today we're just going to talk about some online basics for ensuring that that personal security is, in fact, secure. Now, as we talk, it's really important to keep in mind that location and your current situation are central concerns and also that bad actors aren't just foreign identities. But you should care about your PERSEC because scammers and thieves can also use personal information to cause you physical or financial harm as well as identity theft. So before we get into this too deep with specifics or actions you can take, let's talk a little bit about social media and the associated brain chemistry. So we often think of social media as a way of keeping in touch or being connected or just as a way to feel good. And specifically when you're part of a community like the military community that is so often brought together and then dispersed, you can feel like social media are a great way to keep up with those relationships that you've developed over the years. Now, particularly in regards to feeling good, when we're feeling sad or lonely, as can happen during a deployment or when you're at a new duty station, our brains want to find a way to feel good. And social media, with its likes and comments, those type of instantaneous rewards, gives us a hit of dopamine. And dopamine is the feel-good neurotransmitter. When we get dopamine during a normal in-person interaction, there is a level of challenge or um, effort associated with it. But because social media takes so little effort, we don't have a personal interaction to understand and integrate. Um, that limited effort plus the good reward actually creates a situation in which social media addiction becomes possible. Our brains can become addicted to how quickly we receive dopamine from social media. With that understanding, it's really important to slow down and think about why we're engaging with social media. And that begins with two questions. What am I posting and why am I posting it? So when you're thinking about what you're posting, are you posting personal information? Is it your information? Is it your family member's information? 
Is it about your service member and their personal information or their unit's information? And then ask yourself, how does this relate to my current situation? Does this tell what you or your service member or your family are doing right now? Does it give information about long-term arrangements? Or does it address upcoming or future plans? If what you're posting shares any of that information, you want to be judicious about what you're sharing and if you should share it at all. And then lastly, think about it in relation to location. How much does this post share about where you, your service member, or your family are at currently or where you will be? Then, of course, you ask yourself, why am I posting this? Am I looking for validation or comfort? Am I looking to feel good to get that dopamine hit? If that's the case, pause take a step back and try and work away from that social media dopamine addiction and ask yourself what other activities can I engage in can I engage in and take a break from where I can feel good and that might mean calling your friend or your mom or your sister or your auntie or whomever um, can give you kind of that personal engagement that dopamine that you're looking for if you're sharing information to keep people updated, then consider non-social media communication, like a phone call, but also think about who actually needs to know that information. It turns out that the people who really need it might already have it, or there just might be nobody who needs that. Now, when we think about using social media specifically, let's talk about privacy. Privacy settings do come with a default. Is that good enough? Maybe, but there's no guarantee it's good enough. For me, I caution folks from using the default because social media platforms can change their default privacy settings at any time. So if you're just using what the default is, you're not really in charge of who is seeing what. Now, let's think in the context of two of the most popular social media sites, which are Facebook and Instagram. And what's important to know, and I'll point out here, is that both of these are owned by the same parent company, Meta, so their settings will have some similarities. When it comes down to it, though, other social media sites will have similar settings. They just might not look exactly the same. So starting off with Facebook, check privacy settings. Specifically, you can limit who can see your posts, who can send you friend requests, and who can find your profile using a phone number or an email address. You can really limit who has access to you. Now, when it comes to Instagram in your privacy settings, you can set to be a private account, which means that folks who you haven't approved can actually see what you're sharing. You can limit your activity status, which means that folks cannot see when you're online, and you can limit who can tag you and if you have to manually approve those tags, and the same goes for mentions. Now, of course, what I like to remind folks is that it's important to think about your friends list. Do you actually know who your friends are and who can see your posts? At one point, social media was a lot more about connecting with people that we didn't know, particularly in the early years. And so if you're somebody who hasn't done a thorough cleaning from that time period, it's great to consider cleaning out your friends or your followers list to make sure that only people you know and want to be connected to are part of your friends list. Plus, Facebook allows you to set different audiences. So maybe there's somebody from high school who you just can't let go to, but they don't need to see 
all of your information, well, you can set them as an acquaintance. And then you can change your audience based on the post to limit who can see what through the audience that they're a part of. When it comes to your actual posts and the photos that you're sharing, think about your location. Do you have location services turned on? Are you tagging your, your posts? Now, I recommend that you typically forgo these because these are really more valuable to social media companies than they are to the friends who look at your pictures. Why is that? Because social media companies use your location services to send you ads based on where you're at. You can just tell your friends if they need to know your location. Ask yourself, what's visible in this picture? So when it comes to pictures, you want to check and see, are there any identifiable landmarks or points of interest that I'm showing? It's important to do that by checking sunglasses, windows, or other reflective surfaces, reflective surfaces that might be showing more than what you think you're actually showing. And ask yourself, who is visible and who's missing in this picture? That could give away information about if you're by yourself or if you're with your partner, your kids, your service member. Additionally, check for the information that is included. Are there names like streets or uniforms or other identifying information like, like ranks or metal ribbons? Consider blurring that out, cropping, or just simply not posting a photo or that information. When it comes to tagging, are you tagging people? Are you tagging a location? And what really is the need for that? And then when you're posting, also consider the timing. So it's not just when you're posting, but when you're posting. Are you currently at a place? Is this gonna show that you're not home or that you're away by yourself? How long ago was the photo taken? Is it safe to share that you are at that location? I always ask myself when I post something, is it okay for me to post this later? A later gram usually is just as fine as a current photo. Now, when we think about other apps, I wanna bring up TikTok. TikTok is a lot of fun, but it's a privacy disaster. It gives big access to all of the local data stored on your phone, and you have limited control over who can see that. Additionally, fitness apps like running apps can give away information. So in 2017, a running app called Strava created a map that showed the collective data of over 3 million users. And while of course this was an aggregate, it outlined exactly where some military bases were based on the activity because there shouldn't normally be activity expected there. And this just reminds us that we cannot assume our data is private. Additionally, locker apps, which uh, are great at keeping other people from looking at items on your phone, but they don't actually limit access to data for app manufacturers. And this is a reminder that most consumer apps are not DOD compliant and they're not encrypted. So don't share sensitive information over them and don't store information in them. To conclude, I just wanna pose a couple questions here. Ask yourself, what and why am I posting? And if you're looking for validation, pause and find that elsewhere. Ask yourself, would I want this information printed in the newspaper or shown on the evening news? And the reason we ask ourselves that is because it's a good practice to assume that all information online is public or it eventually will be, even if you have your privacy settings cranked all the way up. 
Social media are still relatively new, and we just don't know what happens with all this data yet. So being judicious and thoughtful about your online personal security is a great step to take, and it's never too soon to start those practices. I'm so glad I got to join you today. Thank you for this opportunity to speak. If you have questions, let's connect. Thanks for joining us. We hope that this playback from the 2021 Pillar Retreat inspires and encourages you as you count down to homecoming. We hope you'll join us again for this year's digital retreat for deployment countdowns by getting your free ticket at www.pillardeploymentretreat.com.